This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, the home of the Housewives, with every episode and every season of The Real Housewives available to stream or download. You can head over to heyyou.com and get yourself a free trial. And after that, it is only $5.99 a month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. Plus, there is no commitment. You can cancel any time. I know January is duvet day time. You might want to take one of those for yourself just to get, you know, into the swing of things in the new year. Don't worry. Hey You has you covered. On Mondays, you will get new episodes of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Thursdays, the OGs of the OC, Real Housewives of Orange County, is back. And on Fridays, we will turn the heat up even in January with the return of The Real Housewives of Miami. That is a really stellar lineup of our faves. I think we have plenty to look forward to, even in January. That is the power of Heyu. So head over to heyu.com now and try it out for free. Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love The Real Housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. Happy New Year. I hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you're doing well. I know it is a very daunting and scary time to be alive right now, and January feels very insurmountable. So I hope the wonderful world of Housewives is helping you stay sane in this crazy time. Thank you for all of the amazing messages and the love for the 2021 Year in Review special with Holly Shortall. So much fun to hang out with Holly and just talk about pop culture. It was really fun. And uh, I'm so thrilled that you were all excited for us to have a little pop sess reunion. Of course, we are back to the Housewives chat this week with a hilarious guest who I'm so excited for you to hear. I'm talking to Thomas Kane Byrne today, who's an actor, writer and performer based in Dublin. He was just full of great hot takes about the shows and even better one-liners about them. So I think you're really going to love this chat. A quick heads up. Kind of the last 10 minutes of our conversation, someone in the room beside Thomas was, I think, doing the dishes or doing something with the sink because there was a little bit of noise that I tried to work around, but I couldn't completely cut out. So your ears do not deceive you. There's a little background noise in this one, but you know what? It's such a funny chat. I think you you won't mind. So without any further ado, here is Thomas Kane Byrne on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a writer and actor who's appeared in shows like Kin and Darklands, and you can catch him in the amazing Irish movie Deadly Cuts, which is available to stream right now. Thomas Kane Byrne, welcome to Housewives and Me. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, so ex- Andy. <laughs> so excited. It's your first reunion. Are you excited? Little nervous. Ha <laughs> ha. Go easy on me, Andy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm wearing Ramona Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I I could watch an hour of Andy greeting Housewives at reunions. Like oh. they could just they could just do a super cut of that and I'd watch it. <laughs> anyway, we will get into that. Um I know that you are a massive Housewives fan. I'm really curious how you how you just got started on watching the shows in general. Yeah, so me Auntie Janet, shout out to me Auntie Janet. She's shout always out to been <laughs> she's always been a huge fan of New Jersey and Beverly Hills. So I've always kind of dipped in and out over the years you know so I knew like Kyle and Kim were Paris's aunties I knew Mauricio was a bit of a ride but I I never kind of was obsessed or watched it like chronologically if you get me Mm -hmm. so um at the start of the lockdown last year 
I put up a tweet and was like, is it worth downloading the Hey You app? And then I was um, <laughs> massively encouraged by Louise McSherry and Billy Bunzari on Twitter. So I was like, okay, I have to Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so God forgive them because they've created a monster. Um, so yeah, and then I just went in dry, went in hard, no lube. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have... <laughs> I'm gonna have a little bit scarlet now, but, <laughs> but yeah, like we have um, Beverly Hills, New mm-hmm. York twice, Atlanta twice, um, Potomac, Salt Lake City. Ooh. Is there is there something else I'm forgetting? Jersey, I think. Melbourne? Oh, New Jersey, yeah, New Jersey. I've just recently started Melbourne, uh, Potomac. I think it's Potomac. Yeah, a lot of them. I think I think maybe um, Orange County is the only like big like long one I haven't started but well you've had a lot on your on your viewing place lube or no lube you've been quite busy to be fair a lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's dive into Beverly Hills which I know you mentioned you kind of seen bits of with your aunt as well now that you've kind of gone back to the start of that in lockdown like what's your vibe with that one because I feel like it's kind of the one everybody watches but like it's not necessarily always the best one either no it's not it's certainly the most commercial one it, like it has the most like a commercial appeal I think mm-hmm. and you know I, th- I think each city has its own kind of idiosyncrasies and I think with Beverly Hills of course a lot of them are like former actresses or former child stars or have big high profile husbands mm-hmm. and for me it's probably the most sanitized of all the cities it's the most calculated because I feel unlike the other cities these women already come in as being known in the public eye and I just mm-hmm. feel they a lot of the, the housewives in Beverly Hills have a lot more to lose so they're always minding their P's and Q's to a certain extent even after 27 skinny margaritas they still kind of aren't taking their eye off the ball completely you know I love that after 27 skinny margaritas exactly (laughs) no you're right and I think that's in a way becomes part of what makes the show work is that they're a bit more subtle in their manipulation but then you have something like Erica Jane like and her drama where it's like it's so public and so messy the show only can only just lay it bare and try and make the women I guess try and explore it on camera in a way they probably don't want to actually do exactly like there's no easy way of doing that like it's just so icky and sticky, isn't it? Like, there's just no way of navigating it, like, tastefully. And um, how did you feel about Erica once the season wrapped? Because the reunion was a bit hairy for her, I felt. Oh, I, I'm up and down with her. I have to say, one minute I'm willing to take a bullet for her. The next I'm like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The next I'm like, no, fucking Ava Peron of the 90210. Like, so... <laughs> Oh, I don't know, but I just, I just want to give her a ring and say, "Come here, is everything all right at home?" When I drop over with a bottle hey, of Dada chocolate. Hey, Do Thomas, thanks mean? for calling. I'm, I'm good. A lot of people wouldn't call, but you called. We're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good, babe. <laughs> well, uh, we'll Pat, we'll try and connect you and Erica after the podcast. That could no, be a please, God, please, that'd be God. great. That'd be great for the new season. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you watched New York twice, which I don't blame you because it's iconic, but I'm curious what came up this on the second watch because that's a, a city that is just full of amazing moments. It's, it's I think it's probably my favourite. Mm-hmm. No, I want to give a shout out to Potomac because it's my favourite of the moment. Yes. And I just, uh, I, I, I just, it's, it's the little franchise that could 
for me. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But with New York, oh, I just love it. And look, I know Ramona Singer is quite frankly one of the most dreadful human beings on earth. But I would, <laughs> I would die for her. I really would. I would take a bullet for the little Trump supporter. <laughs> She's just fascinating. She's fascinating. And I just... And just watching her recently on Ultimate Girls Trips, when yeah. she said she's genuinely not aware of the cameras, because I believe her, because yeah. no one is that good an actor. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not Ramona Streep. I don't think she's in, intelligent <laughs> enough to be that good an actor. I just, oh, she just fascinates me. I love her. <laughs> but I think you've hit on something very interesting. People love to be like, people who don't watch reality TV or Housewives would be like, well, they're all acting and it's all fake. And it's like, if you watch it, you know when someone's faking because the, true, great, the true greats are so off the wall as you say you couldn't act like that no you couldn't like absolutely not like her little ticks and when I just when I see the pupils dilating I just <laughs> rub my hands together like Alyssa Edwards oh I live for it I live for it who else on New York are you drawn to or fascinated by or even repulsed by oh Sonia I love Sonia she's the Blanche Dubois of the Upper East Side isn't she she's just mm-hmm. she's falling apart and I just I, I, I love her. Do you know, I love them all. Who, who don't I like, I think should be the question. Who don't I like? Aviva. Like, I'm a chaos. Chaos. But I'm, in saying that, I would like to see her come back as a friend just to cause more hassle and maybe throw some more limbs across the table. <laughs> she um, a few legs in the bag if you need them. <laughs> exactly. Who else? Like, and do you know what? Even if there was like a particular housewife in New York that you didn't like, you still wanted them there because of what they brought to the mix mm. for good television. Like, because at the end of the day, there's some of them who you go out and have a drink with, but and then there's some of them who make absolutely brilliant television. Another show you said you said you watch Atlanta twice as well. I mean that. That doesn't surprise me either because there's so many great moments in Atlanta that you can go back to. Oh my God, yeah. Like, because I, I feel I fell out of love with Nini towards the end. Yeah. I just feel she got really, really mean. And, but then I, I watched it from season three, I think. So see, season three was like, do you remember the infamous bus tour and yes, stuff like yes, that? Yes. Here's to the girls' trip. <laughs> <laughs> You better watch those B words, girl. <laughs> so, but that's when I was like, okay, this is why I fell in love with her initially when she was like that. Mm. She's kind of like peak Nini is like, she's just so able to like, the turn of phrase is so quick and her like presence is so like, like charismatic. Whereas I think by the end, she was too aware of her power as a reality star. And it just, that thing about, we're talking about acting in a weird way. I felt like by the end, she was just acting. It didn't feel like the real Nini anymore. Absolutely. Like she was, she she completely overdosed on the Kool-Aid, you know, mm. and it didn't help that she was having all these outside influences from Ryan Murphy and stuff like that. I love it. Ryan Murphy and outside, uh, noted outside influence Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but at the same time, I, like, my, my, my nanny used to always say this, it's, it's an old Dublin phrase, if you put a beggar on horseback, they'll ride to hell. And it's just when you see people who aren't used to very much, sometimes when they get all these opportunities, it just drives them off the tracks. You That's know, so and it, true. it's, it's yeah. kind of sad to see because you, you, you can't buy charisma and you can't buy star quality and she really does have that by the bucket load, you know? Yeah, and I mean, 
they're filming a new season now. We can know we that just so, sorry, yeah. I cut you off. Can we just make make a bit of commotion for Marlo finally getting a peach? Thank you, Marlo Hampton. Uh, I mean, Marlo Hampton. <laughs> I will even forgive that f bomb she dropped in Africa because. <laughs> I have a lot of time for the bitch. I love Marlo. <laughs> the way Marlo fully said a gay slur on camera while denying she said say, said gay slur and the gays still love her. That should tell you all you need to know about Marlo Hampton. <laughs> but of course, that I mean, I was just watching it. I'm just, I'm starting season four now in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And her and Lawrence were like really, really close because she the first time she comes into it, she's saying to all the women, oh, get my number from Lawrence, get my number from Lawrence. So she's obviously mm-hmm. not homophobe do you know what I mean it's that thing where sometimes you know I've had it happen over the years where like the, the straights who are down with the LGBTQs will say certain turns of phrases and be like I'm family and I'm like yeah you were but when you say it it hits a little different and I do think when Marlo was just like let's park that for now Marlo let's not say that next time and she's like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah let's not say that <laughs> but you know what I'm delighted about as well Sheree coming back I have Adore Teray Whitfield from day mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. She's I, an all timer of great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And she's, I just, I don't know, like for someone who loves the high life so much, she's not a- affected by it. Like I find her very real and rooted because she's had so many ups and downs and she has been shamed a lot, like with the child support and all of this mm-hmm. and maybe eat humble pie. So I don't know. I think you can always depend on her for a bit of a. Uh, bringing people back down to earth. So is there anything you're you're excited to see happen on a new season or would want to see happen on a new season? You, well, I just hope Kenya is up to her usual old tricks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> She's the queen of villainy. So speaking of Kenya, she is on the cast for Girls Trip, the Ultimate Girls Trip, which featured Ramona, who we mentioned. Um, that has wrapped up now and we've had like seven glorious episodes with her gals. What did you make of the Girls Trip and seeing the different cities combined? I loved it. I was really surprised to see how close Kyle and Melissa were because I mean, they're completely different. Like one of them is Hannah and one of them is Miley. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just, because, and I really, I feel like I had Kyle down as a bit of a snob mm-hmm. and she kind of opened me eyes a bit more because if you look at New Jersey, all of them are working class done good. Yeah. Do you know, whereas, so, yeah. whereas, Beverly Hills is in Kyle's veins. She's from that world. So she really pleasantly surprised me, I have to say. I do think, though, Kyle and Melissa, to me, that makes sense because they're both kind of the the normal one who gets on with everyone on their respective cities. Like there's, And even people are like, oh, they're boring. Why are they on the cast? And I was like, they're there to be the glue to join the crazy girls together. Mm. Like you can't have seven or eight mentlers because then one, you need one person to be like, let's all have dinner now. How is everyone okay? Like you need one of those people on, at least. But it, exactly. It's, it's, it's like in any, all the good comedies, you need that straight character and I don't, I don't mean straight as in not gay I mean that's straight kind of <laughs> most like Jack and Karen for example wouldn't look half as mental if Will and Grace weren't that yes. bit more mellow do you yeah. know so you do you, you need the Kyles and the Melissas I think to truly emphasize the Danielles and the Ramonas you know <laughs> it was funny having Melissa and Teresa there because their attention is so like years deep but also I felt like we saw another side of Teresa where she was a lot more a lot warmer and a lot more open in this setting for some reason. Yeah, I just feel like she's truly happy, isn't she? Yeah. Like, it's not just for the cameras. I genuinely feel she's really secure in herself and, like, 
she's found peace. Yeah, and it's funny, like, I, d- I mean, some of the stuff she came out on Girls Trip, no one has my back on my show. I was like, your best mate Dolores is literally on the show with you. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Poor Dolores, like, she, she keeps forgetting about Dolores. <laughs> I mean, the Kenya Cynthia stuff was really interesting in Girls Trip because Kenya was on form and Cynthia seemed a bit like lost or something. I was surprised, I have to say, to see how much Cynthia struggled in that environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she like, especially since she was like a supermodel from the 90s. Yeah. You know, with the Tyres and the, the Naomi's and she's used to being in these environments with really ambitious cutthroat women. So I was surpri- surprised to see her flounder so much. And I felt really sad because I adore Cynthia. I, I really, really love her. Like I thought it, it felt too like she was really insecure about her place on Housewives. And then obviously mm. that was filmed before she left Atlanta. And I wondered, did she have a feeling... She was leaving and so she was a bit weird on the trip. I don't know. Yeah, she, she was certainly unsettled. Uh, uh, anyway, I think and I think it just was a domino effect then. I think she just completely came un- undone by the end of it. And it's funny too because you've just rewatched New York like twice. And I, I felt it was so funny seeing Luan and Ramona interact in the girls' trip because it was like Luan was realizing how bad Ramona has been to her. She's like, oh my God, I've forgiven so much. <laughs> she really has. And you know what? I have to say... I just, because sometimes Luan, I'm like, oh my God, will you just stop? But yeah. I feel like on Ultimate, Ultimate Girls Trip, it, it was just clear that Luan is sound. Like she's actually, yeah, she's a bit much, she's a little bit deluded, let's call a spade a club. But like, <laughs> she, I just thought she came across really sound on the girls trip. Also, she just is so like, you can tell Luan is feeling herself. She's like, I look good. I feel good. I'm going to show off this body. Like, I was like, oh my God, she is obsessed with herself. I don't blame her. Oh my God, like that body. That body. Oh my God. Like. I'd buy the workout DVD now. I know it's the time of year where the slabs are flogging them. And I'd consider, I'd consider it the workout with the Countess at this point. Like 150%. <laughs> but, and that's the thing as well. I just think Luan is really secure in herself. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So she just, like Teresa, was just a lot more settled in the trip and didn't really care who was feeling her because it was abundantly clear she was feeling herself. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, her, I, I got the vibe that because the other women saw the many sides of Ramona, good and bad, Luan was like, oh, I'm not crazy. She has been a nightmare all these years. And I say, <laughs> when you film with someone, you're like, oh, it's fine. We'll be filming again tomorrow. But then she was like, wait, you are actually the worst. No, she is. She She is. She's the pits. She's the Shiloh Jolie pits. <laughs> she's the pits she's the pits but you still love her I mean that's what we're oh, learning I, I, I love her I just can't and every time I'm going now do you know what now these rose into spectacles are starting to slip she does something and then I'm cracked up again it was hard seeing the well not hard it was moving seeing the Kenya Ramona bonding at the end of a girls trip because you realise oh it's that thing of they're actually very similar that's why they clashed exactly because I feel like anyone who has all of this that kind of deep-rooted intergenerational trauma you put as much as you can in front of people and that trauma so much bullshit and bravado and all of this and I think Mm. eventually people start to see it you know I was just raging they didn't have a few more days to kind of but I have to say can you piss me off right now I'm not excusing Ramona's behavior in any way shape or form Mm. but I feel like as it does in any kind of group setting where people are in close proximity people need a common enemy and I just feel Ramona is really easy to kind of hate but I don't find Ramon, like, even though she says mental off the wall things, and you're like, Jesus Christ, you have no manners. 
But Ramona's behavior isn't like constant and repeated at the same person. Whereas I feel like Kenya's actions towards Ramona made me a little bit uncomfortable because it just became a little bit classroom bully for me. Yeah, because Kenya is great television, but when she lasers in on someone, you do think, if that was me, I'd be shitting myself. Ah, uh, yeah, and I, I can't. I would rather someone just punch me square in the face than this kind of, <laughs> this calculated, passive mental warfare. I, I can't, I can't do it. Just... Just throw a table at me or something. Get it over with. Like you be the housewife's cast and we're going. Just hit me. Just go on. Just hit me. <laughs> like you, I mean, you can take the girl out of the flats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be round your gaff for a casting tape later on. Um, so another, you called it earlier the little franchise I could Potomac. I know that you're a fan of Potomac. So what is it about that franchise that you loved? And what did you make of? Nicki Minaj appearing at the reunion, which still, I still feel like didn't happen in my head. Oh my God. Like, I, I just, I can't. It was like, I, I can't even call it queer baiting because it was <laughs> everything we ever wanted. Like, oh my God. Like, what is, what is the opposite of queer baiting? Like when they, when they actually give what they promise. <laughs> it's, it's the Erica Jane gift. I'm going to give gays everything they want. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> but you know what? First of all, let's say about Potomac. It's what? It's in its sixth season? Sixth? We've just watched six, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it has what? Four or yeah. five original cast members still Four. there. Yeah. Yeah. So Giselle, Robin, Karen, and Ashley. Yeah. Still there. Like, I think that speaks for itself. Yeah, it speaks to how at the core of it, it feels organic and like it's based around a group that have some kind of connection. Whereas some of the other shows, it feels like they're trying to create something almost as they go and we never get into it. Whereas Potomac, you you do feel like some of this shit will go down whether there was a camera there or not, which is perfect because then it's actually way more real. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still just like pissing myself. I think it was the the very first episode, the end of the very first episode, when Giselle was like, I'm just going to tell your truth, your drunk truth, your cheating truth, your broke truth. And Karen just making up shit like Sing Sing Hotbox. And they were all like, I'm sorry, pardon me? What was that? When she said, oh, no, I I just just made it up. But it sounded great, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I hate to admit it because I've loved her in previous seasons. But I just felt like Ashley was a bit out of place and just scrambling left, right and centre to stay afloat. So you're on Nikki's team of She Needed a Storyline. A little bit. And I love Ashley. I do. Mm. I have such a soft spot for her. But yeah, I felt like it's, you know, that instinctive thing a person does when they can't swim and they try to push someone else under to kind of use them as as a a raft. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know what you mean. I just love that idea of Ashley, like in a body of water going, I need to keep going. Exactly. So she's like pulling out with the other housemates. And I think, housemates, housewives. Jesus. Oh, Davina in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want another one? <laughs> so yeah, but like, let's be honest. So that doesn't just like excuse any of Candace's behavior. Like it's like, and the comments about Ashley's body. And yeah, 
And I love, I love some cutthroat shade, but Jesus Christ, that, that may be uncomfortable, I have to say. Yeah, I feel like Candace turns the knife, which, okay, fine, but then she turns it two more times and you're like, that just felt mean. What are you doing? Yeah, because look, at the end of the day, we like, especially us being gay men, we, we, we learn wit and we learn razor sharp comebacks because as a survival technique. So we yeah. know the, the big difference between genuine wit and funny slags and yes. just plain old slices of the tongue. Do you know what I mean? Like going for the, what's what's it, the jugular. Yeah. There's a big, big difference. And I just don't think, I, I just don't think Candace had it. She was just plain old mean. And what about Dr. Wendy in her second season? Because I feel like some people were really hot, weren't as hot on her this year. Uh, I just think as we say in town, sit down, Wendy, we seen you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm over it now, Connor. I just think she, if, she, if she could stop the sun shining on Giselle, she would. I, I just, just imagine a new on O'Connell Street and you see her across from Easton's and you all sit down, Wendy. We've all seen you. We've all seen you. It's, you know, it's, you know that bitch who's in the party an hour and she still wants to sit down till everyone has seen the outfit. <laughs> do you know what I mean come on yeah. we've seen you now we've things to be doing come on move on now you're right there folks please you and your fella I'm just I just think she's another one you're just being mean you're diving on people for asking simple questions like just stop when you have Robin the most placid woman on television angry something's amiss I'm like whoa 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 <laughs> I'm such a sauce buffer, Robin, though, I have same. to say. Yeah, and let's call a spade a spade. What's his name? Juan. Yeah. Like, you would. Would you throw him out of the bed for eating meanies? You wouldn't. <laughs> no, I certainly not for him. Meanies, <laughs> chickatees, whatever he wanted to get off I mean, from the shop on the way home. <laughs> he could eat cheese and onion tato and I still wouldn't give out. <laughs> Which is the highest surprise. Yeah, that's, that's, I agree. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. Everything you could need housewives-wise is on Hey You. Another show, a show that I actually think in some ways is kind of the most Irish in a funny way is Housewives in New Jersey. There's something about the family element and the kind of close-knit vibe that feels very much like Irish families. I don't know if that's just me. No, I totally get it. And I I think New Jersey is probably the one I related the most. Yeah. And just... I don't know. I think there's a correlation there. Like, obviously, I, I'm very proud of where I'm from and I'm just obsessed with the girls uh, from where I'm from. Yeah. And I just think there's a bit of a correlation there between Jersey girls and Tony girls. Yeah, it's almost like a style. It's like that kind of, I don't give a fuck what you think of my style. You might think it's trashy, but I love it. It's that kind of like unapologetic in your face with a kind of a working class vibe. I mean, you said yourself, it's that working class done good energy on Jersey where they're all very much like, I came from nothing and you can be now, you know? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I think I think they take great pride in their appearance and it's all about, yeah. it's all about showing it off, you know? And it's, there is that like, 
competition aspect. And even though, even though New Jersey wouldn't exactly be a, a little village in the middle of America, but there is that very small town mentality where everybody knows everyone and everyone knows everyone's business and nobody ever forgets any mistakes. Yeah, and even that weird thing, like, Dolores says it a lot, like, oh, we, we're Italian-American, we don't discuss sex or our feelings or emotions or death. <laughs> like, they're really strict about all that stuff with each other. But that's such an Irish thing as well. Yeah, it is, it is. Like, that's it's such wanted... an Irish thing. We're, we're still we're still putting periods as blue on the fucking telly. Oh, sorry, am I low course? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, we still have periods as blue on the telly. So, I, yeah, I think there's a... Yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe it's to do with like the, the Italian blood, maybe it being more European, I don't know, but I think there's a big correlation between the New Jersey housewives and Irish people. And it's funny too, um, like the family dynamics on Jersey are crazy. We saw it even again on Girls Trip, you know, the Melissa Teresa of their sister-in-laws, but like it's so obvious that if Teresa had her way, she'd never deal with Melissa ever again. Oh, 150%. I think Teresa is just playing ball for everyone else's sake but Melissa. And I always get the vibe. Melissa's like, we're good, aren't we? We're good. And she's like, we're good. Yeah. And in her head, she's like, I would fucking throw you off a bus if I had to. Never go against the family. (laughs) Please excuse that accent. There's me. I'll never work again. I'm Thomas. I'm reading for the part of Jersey Housewife in this play in the Abbey Theatre. Thanks, Thomas. We'll be in touch. (laughs) Don't wait by the phone, doll. It's offer only. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do. Jersey's coming back reportedly in February. Is there anything you're excited about, like the return of Marge or Jennifer Aiden? Like, what's your vibe with Jersey? I know it sounds terrible, but I wouldn't mind seeing Danielle getting a few, or Margaret getting a few more clatters off Danielle. I don't know what it is. (laughs) She's just... Not irks clatters. me. Not glad. Not glad. We're swung around by the pony piece. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she just she just irks me. I just I, I just don't think she's good at the core. Like I think I just think she's really really calculated and kind of looks down on the other housewives in a way. I like Margaret on the show, but I do think sometimes she thinks she's so smart and so intelligent. And I'm like, yeah, you're smart and intelligent on this show. If you were on Atlanta, they'd have you gone in a week. Like, she really thinks she has it down. And I'm like, just on this show? Like, because Charisse is your sparring partner. Like, it's not a fair fight. You know? No. They, well, they all go for, they all go for the juggler. Do you know what I mean? If you're playing chess, you have to take out the queen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm Let's be honest, Charissa is the show. Yeah, she is. I mean, I don't always love her, but she kind of is the show. <laughs> uh, I, I just find her really hard to dislike. I just, because even when she makes terrible decisions, she genuinely <laughs> believes in them. Yeah, she's so, she's very, um, she's very like one track mind. I feel like she's doing one <laughs> thing and if you're in the way, you're in the way. 100%. Now, when I say terrible decisions, I wasn't condoning anything to do with a criminal activity or anything like that. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> the views expressed in this program do not represent the views of the producers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But no, I just, I just have such a sauce for her. And I have to say, like, with all she went through and all, I really, I just, what do they call it? Stunch? Yeah. I just think she took her stripes on the chin and just got on with it and just tried to piece her life back together as best she could. And I just, I can't do that but respect that really, you know? You sound like Dolores. If, if you told me this was Dolores on the call, I'd <laughs> But come here, if I was in New York, I'd be back in Ramona up as well. Oh my 
like, wow, then that would make you Sonia if, if it were me. <laughs> I, I can just see myself now with a few dirty martinis on me going, no, you don't know the real her, I swear to God. Come to Aspen next, next week, you'll see the real her. <laughs> Not Aspen, oh my God, aspirational. Oh, she loves, she loves Aspen lately. I follow her on Instagram. Have you ever... Have you ever DM'd Ramona of a nightmare like, dear Ramona, I think you're the best. Love, Thomas. No, because let's be honest, she's a terrible person. She, I don't think she writes back to anybody. <laughs> but me and my friend Erica used to <laughs> get pissed on red wine when we lived together and DM Kim Richards. Oh my God. <laughs> just letting her know if she needed anything, we were there. <laughs> just, you know yourself. Oh. Go, go on Ryanair, babe. There's a flight over next week. We'll be happy to put in the couch exactly <laughs> but no she never got back to us shockingly <laughs> well Kim the door is open should you <laughs> the door is open HMU <laughs> as the kids would say um, Salt Lake City is still airing at the moment it's probably going to go until like January February it's been mental in the second season what have you made of the Salt Lake ladies okay, I'm fucking terrified of Mary oh my god I don't know I just I, she's, she scares me I feel like she has a lot still up her sleeve. Yeah, I feel like for all our fascination with Jen and the arrest, it's really the Mary arc that's like the one that they're pitting the season on. hundred percent. I'm I'm just dying to know what's going on in that bleeding church. Like I know, and it's weird watching as an Irish person because I feel like culturally we're all much more like churches aren't always good and it's like when they're like yeah. I'm like I just like mm, I don't know I don't know about this they're worshipping the god in me <laughs> and well her she can barely move like I can't believe they did a scene where like a closet declutterer lady came over I was like that poor woman will need therapy after this episode but Connor who is putting together the bleeding outfits for her like she clearly has all the money in the world but like who is putting them together for her I think the thing is it's so clearly her because they're so erratic like they're so erratic like how can you look like how can you have 27 Chanel symbols on you at all time and still manage to look like you dropped into Fred's fashions on your way to your confessional <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it just like... <laughs> they could film a scene of Mary in there. That would be iconic. Oh my God. <laughs> Lisa Barlow. Wouldn't trust her as far as I throw her, but I would listen to her all day. Oh my God, I feel the same. Like, I just, I'm like, carry on, Lisa, carry on. <laughs> She's mental. I, um, I was going to say Marlow. Meredith. I don't know why, but I think there's a few rumblings under the surface with her. I think she's starting to crack. I just find the decisions she's making in her second season so weird. Like, she's, like, obviously Jen and Brooks, that was, like, hard to stomach. But she's making that out to be on a par with what she did to the scam victims. And then she's defending Mary. I'm like, Meredith, what are you doing? Yeah, it's strange. I I just, you know, she liked a tweet that called him the word twink. It's my favorite thing. I paraphrase it, but it was my favorite. family has been terrorized by this woman. God, and are I you don't want to me with these impressions. That's <laughs> I will not be around. And she always goes, Jennifer Shaw. I'm like, yeah, but you're on a show together. So, like, come reunion time at the least, sis, you're going to be around her. Like, I just feel Brooks is pulling the strings here. I feel like he's a housewife by proxy and he is basically Meredith's image consultant. He's telling her what to do, what to say. Yeah, I don't, it's just feel like Meredith has sort of got a little bit high in her own supply this time and she's kind of like 
the fans love me. And I'm like, yeah, but you still need to act like a normal human being. Like, it's just so weird. 100%. I think for me this year, Heather is the star of the show. Yeah, she's kind of the relatable one, isn't she? Like, she's had the... She's the most normal of all of them, really. Yeah, I just... I just love... She loves a few glasses of wine. She loves her grub. She... She forgives. She gives people a few chances. I just... Yeah, I just I just have a lot of time for her. Like. I'm sorry, I just I was just listening to you there, and you were just like, she loves her grub. I was like, oh my god, she really does. She's the most food obsessed housewife. She's like, if you're not going to eat those sliders, I will. Hundred <laughs> percent. I just feel like she's that person. Do you know when you're do you know when you're on the way to somewhere and you're walking and it's a long walk and you use mm-hmm. your friend you use your friend to talk on the fountain. And as soon as yeah. you get there, you hang up on them. I feel like she's that friend. And I feel like she'd pick up every time. Yeah, well, she picked, she answered Jennifer's call, Jennifer Shaw. She answered Jen's call. So I think that means she's available for pretty much anything. I feel like Jen is completely guilty. I, I just don't. And, and I really want to, because I adored Jen in the first season. Like, I adored her. Like, she had me at glass smash. But I don't know. I just... With Teresa and with Joe and with like Erica, I I went on a journey with them. I was believing them one minute, I wasn't the next. But with her, I, I don't know. I just I just feel a darkness off her or something. I don't know. There's also a deep sense of denial with Jen, where she's like, "Why is no one? Why didn't no one call me?" I'm like, "Cause your phone got stolen, and they think you're guilty. Like that's why." She's so like, "Why is this happening to me?" I'm like, "Cause you probably scammed old people." Like it. She's just. Yeah. Come here, so... you were pulled off the bus by your plats by the FBI. <laughs> it doesn't get heavier traffic than that, Jen. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. It's like, the signs are all there, babe. Like, read the room. <laughs> I've such a thing for Sharif, though. I'm just going to say that. So if she does get locked up, I might take a trip over to Salt Lake City, see what the <laughs> sus is. Getting off the plane in like a faux fur and walking through the snow like, where is he? Where's Sharif? (laughs) Hey, daddy. (laughs) I actually went to Sundance a few years ago and this was was like the year before Salt Lake came out. (gasps) And I'm raging. I'm raging. I didn't know any of this information because like Lisa Barlow was supposed to be like the Sundance woman, like responsible for the whole like party scene at it. And did you did you go to any parties where that maybe maybe Lisa was running them? You don't know. Well, no, we went to a few parties, but it was with like elements, you know, like the Irish Film Company and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it's so hard to even get a double vodka over there. So I don't know how they're getting as pissed as they are. <laughs> I think that's why they have their own alcohol brands. <laughs> well, hundred percent because it's a it's a Mormon state and they've such an influence on it. Like the only time we could get like a double vodka or a decent cocktail with like. The, the regular alcohol in them was when, like, the f- the film companies organizing the parties brought their own alcohol in. <laughs> I love how I love how you're like we couldn't get a double vodka like that's your go to drink. Couldn't get a double vodka in the place, <laughs> babes. I am from Dublin. One, my go to drink is a double vodka and Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> <laughs> The other side of the world, we've we've been in America for a while, but we do need to pop over to Australia. For the Melbourne girls, where are you on your Melbourne journey? I'm just, I think, two episodes in to season two. And I love Gina. I would take a bullet for Gina. I just, I, do you know what I think it is? And maybe this is why I love Ramona and these kind of bold characters. I just love people who are completely unapologetically them. 
and they're so coarse in a way I just adore as well. Absolutely. And like, although I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't like them after a week with them or like, so I just, there's just an, an authenticity to them. And like in my line of work, there is a lot of fakeness. So when I come across such authenticity, I kind of, I tend to cling to it, if you get me. Yeah. And I think as viewers, we respond because there's a real contrast broadly speaking between Australians and Americans. And you see it when you watch Houses of Melbourne, you're like, oh my God, these bitches are on another level. I love it. And I just love how free they are with the C word. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> I love it. They literally drop it like a top. Okay, can't believe I just said drop it like a top. That's your look. <laughs> They are very coarse, which, like, I mean, they're they're coarse on the American ones, but there's just a way that Australian people swear that is like, oh, chef's kiss. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I, like, everything is funnier in that accent. Everything. Like, oh, I didn't call her. I didn't say this. I never said that about it. And then roll tape. She's in the jacks being like, she's a fucking cunt. Do you know what I mean? It's just, oh, it's iconic. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> This is a question I think you are more than qualified to answer because you've been so deep in Housewives world for really, particularly for the last year and a half. Um, what would your Housewives tagline be and why? Oh, okay. Let me think. Oh my God. You know, people think I'm a bit of a cunt, but I'm really just an alcoholic. <laughs> oh my God. I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Gina meets Kim Richards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you were like, I love how liberal they are with the C word on, on Austria. I was like, oh, he doesn't want to say that on, on mic. That's fine. But then I, just, oh, I was going to, and then I said, come here. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, when in Melbourne. <laughs> okay, well, then we have your first season storyline. Everyone's giving you shade. You're like, I actually have a drinking problem. So if you guys could just back off a little bit. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm coming across really well on this, aren't I? <laughs> um, you're coming across amazing. So this is another question I, I love throwing out there. And again, you know all the gals, so you have so many options here. You're having a dinner party tomorrow. You can invite five people from Housewives World. It can be Housewives, Friends of, Hangers On, whoever. What five people are coming over and why? Can I have six? Oh, come on. You can have six. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Because you gave Samantha Mumba six, Connor, so I want six. <laughs> Oh, somebody paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my overwalia, babes. <laughs> okay, so definitely Ramona and Sonia. Okay, okay, I get why you want the six now. <laughs> okay, so definitely Ramona and Sonia. I think we'd have to have Marlo up in there. Um, oh, Jesus. Ramona, Sonia, Marlo. Oh my God, this is hard, isn't it? Um, Kim Richards. Give me Kim Richards. You can read out the DMs you sent her when she's at the table. <laughs> exactly. Kenya and Alison Dubois. <gasps> know that. <laughs> <laughs> know that he will never emotionally fulfill you. <laughs> what? I just see you corner and Alison being like, Alison, Alison, am I going to be rich next year? What's going on? <laughs> Maybe, actually, yeah. You never know after a few margaritas. <laughs> I would just love to give her the balls to fire and just sit back. Oh, I'm regretting now. Maybe. No, can I swap Alison Dubois for Brandy? Oh, go on. Yeah, I think that's probably a bit more value. She's more okay, like to turn up. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And I'm sure after a few wines, she probably feels she's a psychic as well. Exactly. <laughs> well, she didn't see Leanne Rhymes coming, did she? Oh! <laughs> 
Oh my god, okay. So you've obviously, you've watched a lot of Housewives. Is there like a show you want to get into next or even rewatch next on the Housewives roster? I want to finish Melbourne and mm. I definitely want to watch Orange County. Like it's the OG, it's the classic, you know, mm. so I, re- I think I'm going to start that mountain next and I know it's a big one, so I need to start it soon. I feel like you're like, yeah, I'll start that mountain, but also in like two months, you'll be like, yeah, I watched all of it, it's grand. I'm going to rewatch yeah. it. <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, I've done it twice now. Um, before we wrap up our Housewives chat, though, if people want to find you or your work online, where can they do that? Um, so my Instagram handle is Thomas Kane Burns. So Thomas with two M's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not on Twitter anymore because it's a cesspit. And yeah, <gasps> Thomas, Thomas Kane Burn on Instagram. I love how you tweeted, like, hey, should I get into Housewives? You were told yes. You're like, right, I never need to be here again. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I, like, in came Hey You, out went Twitter. <laughs> I said, this is better for my mental health. Thank you so much, everyone. And are there, I mean, obviously, I know Deadly Cuts is, you can rent that at the moment and stuff. Is there any other bits of your work that people should check out if they can? There's nothing I can talk about at the minute. I love that, very Hollywoods. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in, I'm doing a little cameo next year in one of my favourite comedies ever. And that's <gasps> all I can say. So, yeah. And that comedy is The Real Housewives in New York, everybody. Yes, God. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, people can check you out on Instagram. Deadly Cuts is available to rent everywhere now. And we'll keep an eye out for that sitcom comedy appearance. Thomas Cainburn, thank you very much for coming on Housewives and Me. Thanks so much for having me, babe. That was Thomas Cainburn here on Housewives and Me. You can follow him on Instagram and you can check him out in shows like Kin and in the new Irish movie Deadly Cuts, which is on streaming and rental services now. And he's got some very exciting stuff on the way this year as well, which I'm excited to check out. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and or a review. It really helps the podcast find new listeners. You can follow, subscribe, like, whatever you want to do on your podcast app of choice. There are new episodes out every single Tuesday. You can find the show on social media as well, at Housewives and Me on Twitter and Instagram. And I am on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's Connor Bean is my handle on both those platforms. All those links are in the show notes for this episode. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, the home of the Housewives, with every episode and every season of The Real Housewives available to stream or download. You can head over to heyyou.com and get yourself a free trial. And after that, it is only $5.99 a month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. Plus, there is no commitment. You can cancel anytime. I know January is duvet day time. You might want to take one of those for yourself just to get, you know, into the swing of things in the new year. Don't worry. Hey You has you covered. On Mondays, you will get new episodes of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Thursdays, the OGs of the OC, Real Housewives of Orange County, is back. And on Fridays, we will turn the heat up even in January with the return of The Real Housewives of Miami. That is a really stellar lineup of our faves. I think we have plenty to look forward to, even in January. That is the power of Hey You. So head over to heyyou.com now and try it out for free.